From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Denoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, Jill Walker, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. of March in spring weather brings with it a lovely day, and in Mel Blanc's little town, young couples are making plans for the coming evening. In the Adams household, Susan Adams is saying to her boyfriend, Roy, what picture are we going to see tonight? The best years of our lives. I hear it's a wonderful picture. And in the Sharp household, Anne Sharp is saying to her boyfriend, Phil, what picture are we going to see tonight? The man I love. I'm just crazy about Ida Lupino. <laughs> And in Mel Blanc's fix-it shop, where Mel has been talking to his girlfriend, Betty Colby, Betty is saying... Mel, what picture are we going to see tonight? That's up to you, Betty. Tonight it's your turn to pay. <laughs> well, anyway, I can't go. Father's invited Mayor Quimby over to the house tonight, and I have to be there. Mayor Quimby? What's he coming over for? Oh, it's something about Father wanting Tom Jones' vacant seat on the city council. Some silly political thing. Betty, politics is not silly. This country is founded on politics. That's why it's a land of opportunity, where even you can become mayor, governor, even assistant to the president. Me, assistant to the president? Oh, you'll have to show me. I'm from Missouri. From Missouri, the job is yours. <laughs> Remember, Betty, in this great land of ours, anyone can become an office holder, a representative, a senator, anyone. Even you, Mel? Me? No, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> well, looks like I'll have to go to the movies myself. Now, why don't you try to help Father get on the council? It'll make him like you more. Oh, Betty, I couldn't do it. Your father isn't the man for the job. He might recommend some customers for your fix-it shop. The job needs a more experienced and capable man. Besides, the council meets three times a week, and we could be alone then. Uh. Colby for city council. Oh, oh, gosh, here comes your father now. Hello, Betty. Hello, Father. Hello, Mel. Hello, Mr. Colby. Well, Mel, I suppose Betty's told you about my political aspirations. Well, what do you think of me in politics? <laughs> what are you giggling about, you idiot? Why, well, I'm the most civic-minded man in this community. Well, every morning I stand in front of my supermarket and I, I pick up every bit of refuse that blows by. Yeah, but look at the high prices you get for it. Huh? <laughs> Bill Blank, are you trying to make a fool out of me? Oh, of course not, Mr. Colby. I know you're a self-made man. <laughs> I'm, oh, gosh, Mr. Colby, I'm getting all balled up. I, I'd really do anything to help you. Well, that's more like it. Uh. Well, it's Professor Pochnik, a piano teacher. Hello, kiddies. What's cooking? And I hope it's borscht. <laughs> Professor Bosnick. Watch everybody got their heads together. Well, Professor, Mr. Colby is having the mayor at his house tonight. It seems that old Tom Jones is leaving the city council and Mr. Colby wants his seat. Well, what's the matter with his own seat? Oh, <laughs> city council. Yes. Yes, Mayor Quimbley is quite a bird fancier, so Mel and I are going hunting. 
Perhaps we can shoot a pheasant to give to the mayor. Oh, Say, Professor, are you a good hunter? Am I a good hunter? What a question. That's like Sears asking Roe if he's making a buck. <laughs> well, you are looking at the man who is known as Wild Bill Hickok. <laughs> Hickok the hunter? No, Hickok the suspenders man. <laughs> you can use some. <laughs> but back in Russia, I was a ferocious hunter. When I entered the forest in Odessa, the animals would flee for miles. They were terrified, huh? Why not? I was wearing a skunk coat. <laughs> and then, then I went to hunt. Quickly, I blew the mating call of the bull moose. And what happened? That's how I met my wife. <laughs> after, after we got married, we used to hunt together. Sonia and Max, agents for the Hudson Bay Company. <laughs> one day, one day was the most exciting day of my life. In the middle of the forest, we were face to face with a wild bear. One of us had to go. It was either me, Sonia, or the bear. And what happened? Sometimes I wish that bear could cook better. <laughs> well, Professor, perhaps this is too tame for you. Mel and I are going bird shooting. Birds, I love them. Only last week I bought a toupee for a bald eagle. <laughs> oh, I know everything about birds. Oh, really? Do you know what a blue jay is? There you got me. I happen to be a Dr. Scholl man myself. <laughs> well, we haven't any time to lose. If I'm going to get a bird from Air Quimby, we'd better leave now. Come on, Mel. Are you coming with us, Professor Potchnik? A hunting we will go. A hunting we will go. To Varich, to Varich, to Varich. A hunting. <laughs> that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet? Then try Colgate Tooth Powder, for the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate tooth powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you could expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate tooth powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. And now the sportsman, Victor Miller, and the orchestra with If This Isn't Love. Shh. What we've got to tell you is entirely confidential at this moment. A secret, a secret, we've got a little secret. A secret, a secret, a secret kind of secret. 
We're ranking for to shout it to every daffodil and tell the world about it. In fact, we think we will. If this isn't love, the whole world is crazy. If this isn't love, I'm daft as a daisy. Moons all around and cows jumping over. And cows are jumping all over. There's something amiss, and we'll eat our hats if this isn't love. Colby, hoping to attain a seat on the city council and anxious to make a good impression on Mayor Quimby, who is a bird fancier, invited Mel and Professor Potsnick to go hunting. The result of the expedition, one ring-necked pheasant, shot by Mr. Colby, which he wants to have stuffed and give to the mayor. We now find him bringing the bird into Mel's fix-it shop, which is, for the moment, in the hands of Mel's assistant, Zookie. Oh, hello there, Zookie. Hello, Mr. Colby. Zookie, you have so much trouble saying Colby. What on earth would you do if my name was Flickenheimer Feigenspan Holzen? Uh, I'd say, uh, hello, Mr. Flickenheimer Feigenspan Holzen. It's it's simple, Mr. Flickenheimer Feigenspan Holzen. Where's Rookie? As soon as Mel comes in, I want you to tell him to stuff this pheasant and tell him to hurry. The mayor will be at my house pretty soon, and I want Mel to bring it right up. Oh, I'll tell him right up. We, we, I'll, 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 I'll tell everything you say. I'll give him the I'll give him the I'll write him a note. Okay, so long, Zookie. Yeah, so long. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was I doing before he uh, came in? Oh, oh, yes, this uh, crossword puzzle. Yeah, let's see now. Uh, uh, a four-letter uh, uh, word for uh, domesticated animal. Oh, I know. Uh, cow. It's C-O-W. No, that's five letters. I got it. Cat. It's C-A-T. Oh, hello, Mel. That's all right, Suki. I ran into Mr. Colby outside, and he told me all about it. And now I'd better get to work and stuff this bird. Hmm, what a funny-looking bird. Oh, it's my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Hello, Mel, ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. <laughs> oh, hello, darling. Darling? Mighty potentate, you're looking at a stuffed bird. Oh, I could have sworn that was my wife with a hair up. <laughs> I 
should have known, though. The bird is better looking. <laughs> Mel, if you're stuffing that bird, the excelsior should be the stuffing, the wire frame, the foundation. Well, Mr. Cushing, how do you know so much about stuffing a bird? Why shouldn't I? I've been feeding that vulture of mine for 20 years. <laughs> Oh, come now, mighty potentate. Don't tell me you do all the cooking at your house. Ha! And I don't even get Thursdays off. Last week, I burned the pea soup and did my wife punish me. What'd she do? She locked me in the kitchen and hid all my cookbooks. Well, I tried to avoid unpleasantness. I even told her a few jokes. She laughed and said, John, you kill me. Gad, what a temptation. I'm telling you all this, Mel. It's just that I've got no one to talk to. What's the matter? Oh, you know, mighty potentate, there's one thing I can't understand. Why did you marry your wife in the first place? Well, Mel, I'll tell you. It, uh, it was a combination of things. A combination of things? Yeah. A full moon, a thick veil, and a large bank account. <laughs> Was she mean right at the start? Oh, yes, Mel. You see, she was an only child, and she became spoiled. Matter of fact, by the time I got her, she'd already turned sour. <laughs> yeah, you were really hooked. Harpooned is the word. forget when that preacher married us. He said, I now pronounce you man and oh, brother. <laughs> and the way, the way her mother carried on, she kept crying, you're stealing my daughter. You're stealing my daughter. <laughs> well, after 20 years of married life, I can say only one thing. What's that? Crime does not pay. <laughs> Going, mighty potentate. Well, Melitad, I can do one or two things. I can go to the movies and see the beast with five fingers, or I can go home and count my wives. Oh, Mel, Oh, poor mighty potentate. Well, I haven't time to worry about him. I gotta stuff this pheasant. Now, let's see. Where's the bullet hole? Why, that so and so Colby shot the bird while its back was turned. <laughs> well, I better put some speed on. The mayor must be there already. Mayor Quimby now, Betty. I'll open the door. Well, hello, Mayor Quimby. Glad you could come. Where's your charming wife? My sweet little birdie. She'll be along any minute. She had to stop at Mel Blank's fix-it shop. Say, I think I'll call her and find out what's delayed. Well, what's she doing at Mel? Oh, uh, she's uh, bringing in a... Hello, Mel Blank's fix-it shop. You bend it, we mend it. 
Mel, Mayor Quimby talking. Is uh, my little birdie there? Your little birdie? Oh, uh, I thought it was a surprise. Yeah, she's here. Mayor, you should be proud of her. Well, thank you. She has a beautiful beak. Yeah. <laughs> and the loveliest legs I've ever seen. Well, uh, thank you. I was just feeling her ankles. <laughs> Solid. She has a very, a very lovely neck, Mayor. She has. But I wonder how she ever got such a large ring around it. What are you talking about? There is no one cleaner than her. Oh, I know that, Mayor. I just gave her a band. <laughs> Frankly, though, when she first arrived, she was a pretty tired old bird. How dare you? She's positively wonderful, and she's such a hard worker. Oh, you don't have to tell me, Mayor. In her day, she must have laid at least a thousand eggs. <laughs> Where is she now? Right in front of me, sitting on the perch. What? I just finished stuffing her. Let me talk to her. You can't. She's dead. What, the, what have you done to my wife? Your wife? Mayor, I'm talking about a pheasant. A pheasant? Why, you blundering oh, idiot. Mayor, Mayor, give me that phone. Mel Blank, you stupid fool. Oh, hello, Mr. Colby. Hi. Oh, you giggling sap. You're always messing things up. Now, you come right up here with that bird before I come down there and break every bone in your body. Yeah, goodbye, Mr. Colby. Oh, oh I'm terribly sorry, Mayor. Oh, Betty, bring out that bottle of good bourbon for the Mayor. Oh, forget it, forget it, Mr. Colby. Mm, I, uh... Understand you're going to present me with a stuffed pheasant. Yes, Mayor. I know what a bird fancier you are, and I got it for you. And what a time I had getting it. Started out at 5 o'clock this morning. Before I got to the woods, I passed the city council building where I happened to notice a vacant seat. <clears throat> so into the forest I went, cutting myself on the thorns and brambles, bleeding just to get you that bird. But, uh, Mr. Colby, why did you have to go through the forest just to get to the market? To get to the market? Yes, I know you got it at the market because the hunting season doesn't open until next week. And uh, there's a $500 penalty for shooting birds out of season. Uh, uh, yes, I went through the forest to get to the market. I took the safe way. <laughs> you know, Colby, for a minute I thought you were going to say you shot that bird. Me shoot a poor, innocent, defenseless little bird out of season? Oh, no. Why, I'd never shoot a bird. Never. Oh, I get it, Father. Oh, hello, Betty. Gosh, I sure gummed things up on the telephone, so I brought the bird as fast as I could. But I know how to make him feel good. I'll really lay it on thick about how your father shot this bird. Oh, but Mel... Oh, leave it to me, Betty. I can handle this. Oh, hello, Mr. Colby. Hello, Mayor Quimby. Oh, so you got here at last, you... Oh, uh, Your Honor, Mayor, has Mr. Colby been telling you about how he shot... Oh, have, have a drink. Oh, no, thanks. I don't drink. Well, as I was saying, Mayor, you should have seen him shoot... Have a cigarette, Mel. No, thanks. I don't smoke. Well, there Mr. Colby was, in the forest, surrounded by pheasant. So he raised Mel! his gun... Uh, Mel, why don't you and Betty go sit on the couch in the living room and turn off the lights or something? But no, thanks. I don't... Huh? <laughs> well, well, thanks, Mr. Colby, but first I'd like to tell the mayor... Mel, about... have a shot. I mean, shoot yourself. I mean, drink this gun. I mean... Can't even tell where it was shot. So it was shot, eh? Sure, Mr. Colby. Mel, there's a five hundred dollar fine or a ninety day jail sentence for anyone who shot that bird. Uh, 
Oh. Well, Mayor, let's go. I'm ready to serve that jail sentence. You? You shot that bird? Only in self-defense. He was carrying loaded eggs. <laughs> well, put the handcuffs on me, Mayor, and take me to jail. Oh, now, Mayor, oh, wait a minute. I'll... Yeah? I'll... Yeah? I'll send you fresh bread and water every day. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Mr. Colby. Quincy, Quincy, what a husband you are. I couldn't get this bird stuffed at all. Mel Blank wasn't in his fix-it shop. Oh, well, there you are, Mel. And Quincy, he's holding a bird just like the one you shot today. Uh, now, 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 Mary. Oh, my little birdie. Uh, just a minute, Mayor. You shot a pheasant today, too. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, cellmate. Uh, maybe we ought to reconsider the whole matter. Hmm. Well, I'm willing to forget it, and I know you are too, Mayor. But there's one other person here. Well, who's that? Councilman Colby. Councilman Colby? But, Mel, are you sure he can fill the vacant seat? Stand up, Mr. Colby. Take a look at him, Mayor. He can fill any seat in town. <laughs> Mel, you certainly helped Father get out of everything that time. My father, Councilman. Oh, he's as proud as a stuffed... Betty, we've had enough stuffing for one day. Oh. <laughs> well, I had to think fast today. I had something to look forward to. Uh, you mean while Father goes to the council meeting, you have every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with me? <laughs> uh, there you are, you two. Well, Mel, after what happened this evening, I know you're on my side. And because of that, I'm going to make you my assistant. Your assistant? You mean at the supermarket? Oh, on the city council. Now you'll be able to go with me to the meetings every Monday, Monday Wednesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Brush up with Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder with a rich, lively, penetrating foam. In a jiffy, your whole mouth feels fresh, sweet, clean in all the corners. Then it's been proved Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And when it comes to cleaning your teeth, Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder, does a brilliant job, leaving teeth magnificently clean, giving them that pearly polished feeling, revealing all their natural brilliance. So for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet, try Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. Use Colgate tooth powder! Easton, reminding you that Colgate tooth powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. 
Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday. This is CBS, Columbia Broadcasting System.